Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. This discussion is going to be on the words of Mormon. And uh, there's some interesting things here that, that get us into the next section. And I want you to be paying close attention to some things that I'm going to show you because uh, it gives us an, in, an insight as to some of the chapters uh, that may be missing from the Book of Mosiah. So I want you to pay attention to that. And then if we don't cover it in this lesson, we'll cover it in the next one, which is, I think, pretty interesting. Uh, first of all, as, a, as an introduction, the words of Mormon were apparently written near the end of Mormon's life for the purpose of connecting two major records. It was made known to Mormon that the small plates of Nephi, which ended with ben, when Benjamin was a relatively young man, might be used to replace his abridgment of the book of Lehi, the first book in the large plates of Nephi, which ended when Benjamin was an old man about ready to die. So that a gap would not occur in the history of the Nephites, Mormon included the major events of the lifetime of King Benjamin in the words of Mormon, thus connecting the account on the small plates of Nephi with Mormon's abridgment of the book of Mosiah. That's from Daniel Ludlow. Uh, also, after Nephi's death, the large plates remained with the kings down to the time of Mormon, while the small plates went to Jacob and his posterity until the time of Malachi, who gave them to King Benjamin. Thus, the two sets of plates were back into the possession of one person. All right, so let's get started with verse 1. And now I, Mormon, being about to deliver up the record which I have made, which I have been making into the hands of my son Moroni, behold, I have witnessed almost the, all the destruction of my people, the Nephites, and it is many, hundreds, many hundred years after the coming of Christ that I deliver these records into the hands of my son, and it supposeth me that he will witness the entire destruction of my people. But may God grant, grant that he may survive them, that he may write somewhat concerning them and somewhat concerning Christ, that perhaps someday it may profit them. And so what Mormon is doing here, he's actually writing unto the Nephi, or unto the Lamanites. Verse 3, And now I speak somewhat concerning that which I have written, for after I had made an, end, had made an abridgment from the plates of Nephi, meaning the large plates, down to the reign of this King Benjamin, of whom Amalekai spake, I searched among the records which had been delivered into my hands, and I found these plates, meaning the small plates, which contained this small account of the prophets from Jacob down to the reign of this King Benjamin, and also many of the words of Nephi. And verse 4, and, he, and the things which are upon these plates, pleasing me because of the prophecies of the coming of Christ and my fathers, knowing that many of them have been fulfilled, yea, and I also know that as many things as have been prophesied concerning us down to this day have been fulfilled, and as many as go beyond this day must surely come to pass. Wherefore, I chose these things, meaning the small plates, to finish my record upon them, and which remainder of my record I shall take from the plates of Nephi, meaning the large plates, and I cannot write the hundredth part of the things of my people. But behold, I shall take these plates, the small plates, which contain these prophesyings and revelations, and put them with the remainder of my record, for they are choice unto me, and I know they will be choice unto my brethren. So the, the actual plates that he's putting them with here are not the plates of Nephi, because he abridged those. These are actually the plates of Mormon. 
Mormon included the unabridged small plates with the remainder of his collection for a wise purpose in the Lord. God knows all things, even the end from the beginning. He instructed Nephi to begin the small plates and Mormon to include the small plates, this because he knew full well that through the machinations of the ungodly, the 116 pages of the manuscript translated from the book of Lehi would be lost to the prophet Joseph Smith. Rather than retranslate Mormon's abridgment of the first 475 years of Nephite history and have the work falsely attacked and discredited by those who had maliciously altered the original manuscript, the Lord gave instructions for Joseph Smith to translate the small plates, a record which providentially covered approximately the same time period. Oh, what a coincidence. It is generally believed that Joseph Smith continued his translation of the large plates of Nephi and the works of Moroni, that is, to the end of the Book of Mormon, before he translated the small plates. That's from the Doctrinal Commentary of the Book of Mormon. And then from Victor Ludlow, he said, Since the small plates contained a more spiritual account of the same time period, the teachings of greatest value were not lost for the readers of the Book of Mormon. Again, this statement indicates that Mormon has not yet abridged the record from Mosiah to Mormon. He has only accomplished the work to the reign of Benjamin. Verse seven, and I do not, and I do this, per, and I do this for a wise purpose. Elder Holland says at least at least six times in the Book of Mormon, the phrase "for a wise purpose" is used in reference to the making, writing, and preserving of the small plates of Nephi. We know one wise, such wise purpose. The most obvious one was to compensate for the lost 116 pages of manuscript. But it strikes me that there is a wiser purpose than that. The key to such a suggestion is in verse 45 of section 10. He says, Behold, there are many things engraven upon the small plates of Nephi, which do throw greater views upon my gospel. So clearly it was not tit for tat, this for that. You give me 116 pages of manuscript, and I'll give you the 142 pages of printed text. Not so. We got back more than we than we lost. It was known from the beginning that it was that it would be so. We do not know exactly what we missed in the 116 pages, but we do know that what we received on the small plates was the personal declarations of three great witnesses, Nephi, Jacob, and Isaiah, testifying that Jesus is the Christ. I think you could make a pretty obvious case that the sole purpose of the small plates was to give a platform for these three witnesses. And that was from Elder Holland. Continuing verse seven, for thus it whispereth me, according to the workings of the Spirit of the Lord, which is in me, and now I do not know all things, but the Lord knoweth all things which are to come. Wherefore he worketh in me to do according to his will. And my prayer to God is concerning my brethren, that they may once again come to the knowledge of God, yea, the redemption of Christ, that they may once again be a delightsome people. And now I, Mormon, proceed to finish out my record, which I take from the large plates of Nephi, and I make it according to the knowledge and the understanding which God has given me. Wherefore, it came to pass that after Malachi had delivered up these plates, meaning the small ones, into the hands of King Benjamin, he took them and put them with the other plates, meaning the large plates, which contained records which had been handed down by the kings from generation to generation until the days of King Benjamin. And they were handed down from King Benjamin from generation to generation until they have fallen into my hands. And I, Mormon, pray to God that they may be preserved from this time henceforth. And I know that they will be preserved, for there are great things written upon them, out of which my people and their brethren shall be judged at the great and last day, according to the word of God which is written. And now concerning this King Benjamin, he had somewhat of contentions among his own people. And it came to pass also that the armies of the Lamanites came down out of the land of Nephi to battle against his people. But behold, King Benjamin gathered together his armies, and he did stand against them. 
and he did fight with the strength of his own arm with the strength with the sword of Laban. Here the sword of Laban has been kept by the kings since Nephi. And in the strength of the Lord, they did contend against their enemies until they had slain many thousands of the Lamanites. And it came to pass that they did contend against the Lamanites until they had driven them out of the, all the lands of their inheritance. And it came to pass that after there had been false Christs and their mouths had been shut and they punished according to their crimes. And after there had been false prophets and false preachers and teachers among the people and all these having been punished according to their crimes and after having after there having been much contention in, and many dissensions away unto the Lamanites, behold, it came to pass that King Benjamin, with the assistance of the holy prophets who were among his people, for behold, King Benjamin was a holy man, and he did reign over his people in righteousness. And there were many holy men in the land, and they did speak the word of God with power and with authority. And they did use much sharpness because of the stiff-neckedness of the people. Wherefore, with the help of these, King Benjamin, by laboring with all the might of his body and the faculty of his whole soul, and also the prophets, did once more establish peace in the land. Now, I want you to keep track of the very last phrase here in verse 18, because that's going to impact what we're going to talk about next time. Because he says here with King Benjamin's people, they did once more establish peace in the land. And so we'll, we'll discuss uh, what's going to happen next time in, uh, as we get into Mosiah chapter 1. Um, with regards to uh, false Christs that were mentioned in verse 15, uh, a false Christ is not a person. It is a false system of worship, a false church, a false cult that says, Lo, here is salvation. Here is the doctrine of Christ. Come and believe thus and so, and ye shall be saved. It is any concept or philosophy that says that redemption, salvation, sanctification, justification, and all of the promised rewards can be gained in any way except that set forth by the apostles and prophets. And that was by Elder Bruce R. McConkie. So any system that is not the true religion is an antichrist or a false Christ. So um, I look forward to seeing you again in the next one. Uh, I know that these things are true, and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like this podcast, you can share it and... Uh, Tell, tell others about it. Thanks.